And I'm very happy to say it is another episode of the Reality Bite Cocktails and Roses. Osha Ginsberg here, Alicia Aitken Radburn. How do you do? Are you ready for another round of the roses? I am so excited, and this is monumental, sisters. I'm ready to get into it, Osha. It is a extraordinary time in history. All right, there's a global pandemic. Sure. Uh, we're on the track to unsustainable amounts of temperature rise that'll create humanity to, to fall on its knees in the face of Mother Nature. That's fine. But more importantly, we've got two sisters as bachelorettes. First time in history this has ever happened anywhere. Um, how do you think it's going to go down, Leash? I'm really excited for it. I think from these first two episodes, the concept seems to just be working. And I think that... I mean, what 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 else to expect from two sisters? It's just relaxed. They're supporting each other. It's been a really fun watch this week. Ellie and Becky are about to start the journey. Let's do it. So, the opening night, fabulous suit, I might add. Melissa Byrne, thank you very much for the fantastic suit. Uh, we're at, we're there. We're on the red carpet, and as we like to call the arrivals hall, that's what we like to call mm. the because because uh, otherwise because when you're on on set, right? There's so many different locations. You can't um, say, "Oh, we're going to do the thing over by the, the thing, not that pergola, the other pergola." So you have to give everything a name. All right, so all the camera crew and audio crew know where you're going. So we call it the arrivals hall. <laughs> Uh, Paradise was hectic. We had like, are we going to sit on the lounge on the pool side or the bourree side? And yeah, it didn't work. So you've got, you're trying to get ready for your hot date. I I just always like to go to the swinging day bed. That was a more, everyone knows what a swinging day bed is. <laughs> everyone knows what a swinging day bed is. <laughs> Ellie and Becky, I was so happy. That was the first time I'd ever met Becky. Uh, when I met the on the on the red carpet in the arrivals hall there, and she's just lovely. I'd met Ellie before, obviously, but it was just so nice to meet Becky. And what's interesting is that the way that we have found our bachelorettes is uh, they've generally they've generally come to us, all right, and uh, or we have known them previously, and. So there's a certain self-selection that goes on of the kind of person that would, would do those things. Yet that wasn't Becky. Becky was just being Becky in Newcastle. And then Becky's going, all right, I'll come do this thing with my sister. And it was just so wonderful. There's something so wholesome about the two of them together that is just it's so different. It's so refreshing. It's so lovely. Alicia. I think I think they just complement each other so well. I feel that I, I think their ages work really well. Um, and we'll get into sort of how the guys have naturally separated themselves later in this podcast, but I think their ages work really well. I think their general character complements each other. Ellie is 25, vivacious, has been here before. She, she's she got that comfortability with the whole production of The Bachelor and Bachelorette. And you can really see that, you know, it's Becky's first time, but she's got just this authenticity about her that is so refreshing to watch. But we're really able to, I think, 
probably previously when we've had unknowns on the show. So I'd use Matt Agnew as my reference point. So coming into the TV production environment, I thought that it took him a couple of episodes to really get used to the process and for his personality to shine through. But because Becky has Ellie with her for this ride, I think we've been able to get past that really quickly and she's already comfortable and already her personality has been shining through in these first two episodes. Oh, without a doubt, without it. And there's a there's a beautiful uh, trust that Becky has. I think of like, okay, well, I'll just I'll just be who I am. And so you're getting this extraordinarily authentic exp- uh, representation of this of this person. And I've got to say, I'm one of four brothers. Okay, if I was there, mum and dad, watching these two, seeing how close they are how much they support each other, that they literally are their best friends in the world. I would be like high-fiving and going, job done, baby. We did it. No matter what happens from here, these girls are with each other for life. We are fine. And that was just such a beautiful thing. It was a bit interesting, though, for a moment. Uh, and in the edit, they really did play it because it, it's an obvious question and, you know, every guy's going to ask it. Do you reckon they got sick of going, yes, yes, we're sisters. No, we're not looking for the same bloke. It's not your lucky day. Like... <laughs> Oh, you could see. So that red carpet, I mean, you would know, Osha. It's a long process. We're talking upwards of 20, they're meeting 20 people and everyone's got about 10 minutes and it's, it's a long night. And so having to repetitively explain the whole thing. And I think you could see with some of the guys, because obviously Ellie's been on the show before. I did think I did pick up with a couple of guys, this awareness that, Oh, okay, that's Ellie. I've, I I recognize her. And then Ellie had to like contextualize it for them, but I think they did it well. It was, would have been an absolute drainer for them, but, um, Before we dive in any further, I just wanted to talk about the whole concept. So moving off sisters to bachelorettes, we've seen it done once before from my understanding in New Zealand. And I think that, you know, coming into the season, it's really interesting because, you know, we hope we have two love stories at the end. Um, very sort of similar situation, not sisters, but we had, um, Lily who was previously on the bachelor. And then we had, um, Lazina to, to summarize in New Zealand, one of the bachelorettes ended up finding her happily ever after, but one didn't. And one couple is still together to this day. Um, and I guess the other one's just gone back into the wild world of Tinder, Hinge, Bumble. So it's going to be interesting to see where we land. I hope we get two happy endings this season. Happily ever afters, I should say. <laughs> yeah, you've got to be careful. I mean, it's the internet has ruined so many things. Like, it's just, oh, you just, it's, the, it's the worst. It's Osha, the worst. how are you feeling watching this season? Because how much were you there for? Is this one of the first seasons that you're coming into the podcast with a little less knowledge than perhaps you usually do? We should, we should address this. Um, I, be, trust me, we had planned the whole thing out. We had absolutely planned the whole thing out. It was going to be, we were going to try and do Masked Singer and Bachelorette at the same time. And it was an overlap of three weeks. So it was 21 days and it was 
uh, 18 flights and 16 episodes in total. You're kidding me. We had the whole thing. We had the whole thing planned and I was up for it. We were ready to go. We had all the transfers worked out. We figured out I was either going to scoot. I've got an electric scooter. I was going to scoot to the airport because that way there's no traffic. Just boom, park it, get off, walk on the plane. Boom, boom, boom. We had the whole thing planned out. And then Victoria said, right, borders closed. Uh, when you said, well, I said borders closed. So I was going to get stuck on one side of the fence. And this was literally like three days before it happened. Okay. So um, we had to make the call. And um, so I was down in in Melbourne for Mars Singer. And then there wasn't, so there wasn't, I think there was four episodes or three episodes of Batchette that I was going to miss because of that. Um, but then I became a close contact of someone who, was uh, positive for COVID-19. So I had to go into quarantine and then not leave my apartment for two straight weeks, which meant that I then missed an extra few episodes of, um, of Bachelorette. But don't worry, I am still in those episodes. Oh, excellent. Okay. See, this is why, like, I feel like this is what the listeners come for. Um, yeah. I, I, I'm really... I have to say, like, not to be too wholesome about it, but I think in what has been such a chaotic year, it has been really nice to still have things like The Bachelor and Bachelorette, which I really do think for me, uh, like, they signpost my year. I know that when we come around to August, The Bachelor is going to be airing. And I think it's simple things that bring people together. And I'm really glad that it's been able to happen and yeah. the magic of TV is truly magic. We found a way to get me in every episode of this show. Uh, I love it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's an important go. element and uh, we were going to miss you. How dare you let truth get in the way of a, of a hi- bit of a, a hyperbole <laughs> clickbait headline. You know, that's terrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I really wanted to be there for both of the girls. Um, but if there was ever a season that I wasn't around as much for, this is the perfect one because normally the role I play off camera is to be there for the bachelorette, be the, you know, be the best TV dad that I can be, you know, and, and, and try and reassure them and, and give them someone to talk to and kind of, you know, give them the, not that they need it from me, but just the backup if they require it. Yeah. So here we are in the season that I wasn't able to be on the ground as much as I would have liked but they've got each other's backs more than I or anyone else could have ever possibly given them. And and mark my words, these ladies do not suffer fools and these ladies do not have any problem whatsoever letting a chap know when their behaviour is out of place. And it is just brilliant to watch. It is extraordinary. And I'm a massive fan of what we do on this show by putting ways that people behave and and for example, and Alicia, you're here, and if you don't want me to talk about this, that's fine. But the relationship that happened the first time you were on Bachelorette, yep. it it was uncomfortable. Uh, we talked about it when we did After Paradise, but it, what it allowed was Australia to see that behavior and particularly how the chap was behaving in that situation and go, oh, oh yeah, that's happened. To me. Oh yeah, actually no, we're not okay with that anymore. Yeah, oh. and we're, we as a community were able to talk about it. Easily the best part of The Bachelor and Bachelorette for me and the reason why I like that often, like you can see it on Twitter, often we see things on The Bachelor, Bachelorette that we don't like. Like I would, I was outraged at um, Jess from Noose's behaviour on Angie's season last year but 
I'm glad that we don't edit that out, that we don't remove that from the narrative because reality TV is just that. It's reflecting reality. And that was the reality of the situation. We had a guy who was really completely inappropriate and his behavior needed to be critiqued and those conversations needed to happen. So I love that these shows at times, even if they're jarring to us, if the behavior that we're seeing, we don't agree with, we need to have those conversations. And that's, that's what I love about. Yeah. I can't wait to see what's coming up in this season oh, because dude, you, just, so you saying that they take no prisoners <laughs> has just got me it's so excited. Dude, it's so and golden. It, <laughs> and it was, and we had a great red carpet to start. How was that night? Oh, it was, it was excellent. Those, the, the ladies were, it was cold. It was oh. so cold. I was texting with Danny Minogue. Uh, so <laughs> drop that. It's just, just drop that name. Let's pick up that name that I just dropped there. Because we watched the show together. We have a Zoom call. We watch the show together. Me, Danny, Jackie, and Ozil. Oh, yeah, there. me too. I've got, like, you know, Hugh, Hugh Jackman, me, me and him Zoom. You're in Perth. Come on. He's a wapper guy. Uh, so we, uh, so Danny was texting going, how cold was it? I'm like, it was freaking cold but um there was a photo i didn't i didn't publish the photo but there was a photo i took right before the rose ceremony and it's the the girls in those beautiful gowns and i think they've got like two two ankle length <laughs> fluffy robes on each water bottle in each hand you know oh, hot God. water bottle in each hand it was like eight degrees that night uh we do our best to try and um put heaters on the set where there's these uh, kind of radiant heaters that you find in a cafe normally hanging above a table. We put right. them on the ground. Yeah. We put them on the ground by the, by the, in the arrivals hall there. We put them on either side or sorry, just at the front on the camera side. So the ladies um, uh, can, uh, you know, stand a little closer and get a, get a bit of heat. And there is, there is try to get a bit of heat above them. Certainly in the rose ceremony room, there's two heaters right above them. And whenever I go in there, I'm like, oh, finally. <laughs> but I'm in a suit. You know, I'm, I'm not in some sort of two micron thick piece of, you know, chiffon fabric. You know, these these ladies are are, are working really hard in, in the cold. But it was a great red carpet. I, what I, I, I absolutely loved Dolphin Guy. I thought he was. Oh, he was a standout. And he, oh, we'll get to it, but like too, too soon. But he, I love the dolphin kiss. Like what, and what a beautiful concept. I just like, you know, when you meet somebody and they just talking about heaters, like he just radiated warmth. He was beautiful. Yeah. And so, so yeah, I loved, I loved the red carpet. I thought, I thought, post-production did a be dirty with the lack of our soundtrack <laughs> give over him a, give him some music yeah, give him some music there's so a whole quick like <laughs> quick little quick little logistics here right anytime yeah. you you can't ever use a song that is a known song on the telly unless you pay for it all right and it's usually very expensive okay so we could we could only ever use some sort of production music sort of some sort of royalty free music so we've got tons of it Good Lord, you've heard it. Like in the rose ceremonies, it's like Hans Zimmer's coming in. It's like Inception happening when the rose ceremony is on. We could have given the guy some music. Why play it cold? 
Why apply that cold? They did it to Juliet as well. Remember in the yes. lockdown? They did it to Juliet as well. They've like, done it to Ivan on Bachelor in Paradise. They, they had him too. down on the beach when he was like having a little emotional dance after some sort of <laughs> some Just sort of emotional issue went down. But you know, like back on his season of The Bachelorette with Ali, he did a full dance at a cocktail party and he got some good royalty free music over the top of it. <laughs> like the legitimate class that AB showed at the end of the episode, that was not done justice by his arrival. Like because of yes. the way he left and the authentic and and solid kind of decent gentlemanly way, like adult, let's be honest, adult way of behaving that he demonstrated at the end of the show. Like, come on, set him up a bit better than that, guys. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get to that, but like just him on the red carpet, he was really fixated on Becky. He like didn't yeah. even pay Ellie. He was like, he got to Ellie like halfway through. They were like, he'd asked Becky all of her like her favorite color, her what she does on the weekend, and yeah. he also really he seemed to really struggle with the concept of two bachelorettes. He was like, okay, your two sisters wanting one guy, or do you want two guys? I loved yeah. him, but um. We'll get to it. I'm, I I was intrigued at the rose ceremony. Um, also, highlights for me on the red carpet, uh, we had a lot of costumed guys or, yes. or, or guys doing stuff that didn't receive very much context. Oh, <laughs> like what, like the, um, Trent came in in a mask and there was no, like, we didn't get any context surrounding it, but then, like, we get to the cocktail party and he's not got the mask on anymore. And we also had, please tell me you know something about the steampunk guy. Some people arrive in a limo, he arrived in a dirigible. That's just kind of how you get there, you know, to, <laughs> to, you know, there's a pedal-powered blimp and uh, he showed up and it was great. Also, also, I feel like this red carpet more than any that I've seen in a while gave us some more substantial insight into the men's lives really quickly. So we had Shannon with the haka, which I loved. Like that was just awesome to watch. And I think it really, it's just, it was such a, you you don't have much time not working with a lot of time on the red carpet so you have to find a way to show who you are pretty quickly and i think we also saw that with sarge who told the girls that he was born in afghanistan he rolled out his carpet and he told that beautiful story about him and his grandma watching the stars i was just like you connect with someone so quickly through one story or an anecdote and i just oh, thought yeah. It was great that we got to see those moments. I'm all about Sarge. Sarge was so great oh. that night. The, the mindfulness that he brought to that moment was just, ah, oh, just fantastic. I, I, I did love it. The, the, the night was interesting also because uh, Ellie met Joe on the red carpet. Joe, who she had, and I'm doing the air quotes here, hung out with. Now, I'm 46 years old, so therefore... Hung out, I'm guessing doesn't mean come over and watch blue. You know, let's let's watch some VHS films of Bruce Lee movies while we drink soda and eat crisps. <laughs> I'm guessing that's well, you know, we're just hanging out. 
I think it's more a... Netflix and chill rather than VHS no. and snacks. What is what's what does twenty five year old hanging out look like, Alicia? I'm old. I'm just twenty years t- between me and Ellie. I, I thought like we could read between the lines. I I I was actually kind of happy that we had Joe there because I was intrigued to see, I don't know much about Ellie's type. And so Joe was a handy little insight into, okay, well, if she's gone there, maybe X, Y, Z will be <laughs> who she's into. Right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I kind of like, look, we could, we could all kind of draw, we could connect the dots, not in a kind of Charlie from It's Always Sunny Philadelphia kind of way, connect the dots, but we could actually connect those. Okay. So Pepe she, Sylvia. <laughs> he, he lived with her mate. She went around a few times. We've all had flatmates. We all know what happens when other friends show up and our flatmates and then start talking. We all know what it's like to wake up in the morning and go, oh, all right, oh, I slept over. Hey, man, how you going? Friend of they mine a, who's now in my house. Adult handshake. <laughs> adult handshake? Yeah, that's my favourite term. I don't know where I got it from, but I appreciate it a lot. <laughs> So that so that Joe's got a Joe's got a bit of a head start uh, there, but there was a moment, and this will I remember watching it on the night. I remember just like seeing like this is if ever, if anything was a massive billboard as to how this season's going to go. Um, watching Becky offer AB the rose, and then AB saying no, I can't take it, and then walking outside with Becky, and then in such a respectful gentlemanly way just going listen and it's always a tough conversation to have um it's i I don't want to waste your time i'm not feeling it uh what do you think it was about that he just because they seem to connect on the red carpet they sure did i don't know maybe you know you only get a few a few minutes and then you know later on you have a think about you look at the situation you kind of get a lay of the land you look at all the guys and you think you do a bit of a risk assessment uh, and I yeah, guess, you know, and you're like, That's, this isn't for me. I think it can sometimes just come down to that simple fact, like potentially, potentially he did really click with Becky because I think we saw that. But you know, once you're inside with all of those guys and you're you're on the Bachelor, you're on the Bachelorette. I think sometimes once you're removed from just meeting the one or two people, and you're and you're in the situation with all the guys. I think it can be a bit of a shock to the system and you can just be like, okay, this I'm here now and this experience is not for me. It sort of reminded me of back in Richie season, we had possibly one of the most iconic characters in Bachelor history, Vintea. Do you remember Vintea? I hope I'm pronouncing her name right. Yeah, she, yeah, absolutely. She was like... She, I think she was a FIFO worker from memory and she went, she did, she did a very similar thing. Richie offered her a rose and she just said, I look, I'm really sorry, but this experience is just not for me. She was all, she looked amazing. She was like in this sequin dress, but her monologues and her pieces to camera were like, my earrings are so effing heavy. My tits are up to my neck. I'm so effing uncomfortable. And she was still having fun with it, but it was clear that she was just like this experience as a whole. I like, I've, I've gone through the whole process and now I'm here and this is just too much to me. And I, I, I don't want to do it. So I did think that AB was really respectful and, 
And yeah, so so that was that was a rose ceremony. Before we move off to the next episode, we've got to talk about the country rose. <laughs> oh, yeah. It is a very tricky rose to pronounce in prime time. Jesus. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it's difficult. There's always a power rose, and I, I like a power rose. Love uh, I like, it. Uh, I, I do love that. And I thought country rose was particularly good uh, in that it gave the, the ladies an opportunity to go, all right, we both think you did a pretty good job. Good for you. And then it kind of flipped a bit of, uh, you know, decision-making back on one of the lads. And um, there was a moment there when I was explaining, <laughs> shall we say, the house rules of the country rose. <laughs> oh, good one. And I saw Harry's ears prick right up. A strategist. Um, it's not his first rodeo on reality TV. He knows how it goes. <laughs> And and I look, I've got to say, I turned to Audrey last night. There was a moment there when it was his his you know when he, when he's how's he going to who's he going to choose? Uh, unprompted, he goes. I mean, this is the first double date in the history of the Bachelorette. You know, I'm like, we don't appreciate you doing the labelling work there, and you know, but maybe you're thinking about this. <laughs> that yeah, he did show yeah. his hand for me. For me, he showed his hand a little there. Right. So interesting. Again, The Bachelorette is painting in primary colours. We had our broken plates last season. And did you know that Ellie and Becky are from the country? I didn't pick it up through this episode whatsoever. Barely. We barely mention it. I, I like the, the-, uh, ging- the gingham around the bottom of the rose. A nice it grows touch. that way. Thank you very much. It grows that way. The gingham, it, it, it's, that's how you know it. I've seen it on Gardening Australia when you see someone's prize garden and you can see the gingham, little budding gingham, Ooh. and then it kind of it shows up as Ooh, the rose. Oh, that's the country rose. <laughs> it is. It absolutely is. It was pretty special. The rose ceremony, we, we lost We lost Sam. Uh, we lost Sam, the dolphin man. He was released back into the dating pool. So someone somewhere is getting a dolphin kiss right now, and I hope it is exciting. <laughs> we also lost Nick. We also lost Nick. Uh, then right into that, we, we we come into the next night, which involved the first double date in Bachelor history, uh, which was kind of interesting. Uh, and we'll get to that right after this break. The Professor and the Hack. Accessible politics with just a touch of depth. I'm Hugh Rimmington. And I'm Peter Van Onselen. You can find us, The Professor and the Hack, wherever you find quality podcasts. So this is... The Reality Bite, Cocktails and Roses. I'm Osha Ginsberg. That's Alicia Aitken-Radburn. I host the show. Alicia's been on the show uh, twice, three times? Three times. Three times. Uh, Three-time Bachelor veteran uh, Alicia Aitken-Radburn, currently living in Perth with someone she met on our show. We're very proud of that. We are talking about the first season, the first two episodes of uh, The Bachelorette season six. Ellie and Becky are our bachelorettes. Uh, they took the uh, first double date in the history of The Bachelorette. Uh, Harry and Shannon, off they went. Uh, and of course, there's a helicopter, which is brilliant. Who doesn't love a chopper? It's pretty great. In the helicopter, though, I don't know if you've ever been in a helicopter, but it's essentially a golf cart with a rotor blade on top of it. It's a tightly packed situation, but still... Because even in that, Shannon's thinking about, I'm terrified. I'm frightened of small planes. I'm frightened of being in the air, thinking about getting a pash. 
Who's getting his priorities straight? And I sort of like, initially I was watching it and I was like, oh gosh, like they're like literally her sister and the guy, another guy is in this chopper, like very, very close to you. But I sort of empathized with him in the sense that sometimes when I'm, sometimes when people are nervous, I think that they just go for strange decision-making. And I know that when me and Glenn were on our first date and even in our first conversation, there was a little, like, obviously I wanted to kiss him because I was attracted to him, but there was also a part of me that was like, we're on this date, we're like rubbing oil all over each other. There's a whole camera crew around us. It's a very strange position to be in. And there was a part of me that just like wanted to do something like (laughs) to break the ice, I guess. Uh, But this probably wasn't the moment for it, Shannon. And, you know, like at least do a bit of whip cracking first to set the mood. (laughs) Yeah. Look, it is a, I don't know how much we can lean on this country thing. We're probably going to lean on it pretty hard. But they went for an ultimate day in the country, which is pretty awesome. It involved some uh, herding of cattle. How, do you, how did you think they went? Oh, look, like I, <laughs> I, I feel like if we're going to lean on the country thing so hard, come on, Becky, get some whip cracking lessons before we dive into it. It was really fun. I liked seeing them interact with the guys. Um, and that farmer, like I loved him. I just love all the side characters. It's my favorite part of the bachelorette. He was great. At least, at least he didn't have to stand around awkwardly while they passed. Like some of the occasionally, (laughs) like there's a, a waiter or a curated whiskey person or some, some, let's never forget the Chocolatier, oh my God. They had to stand around oh, yes. while yeah. someone's making out in front of them. Emma Ro- At least- Matt, it happened to Matt Agnew a couple of times. He had Emma Roche on that chocolate date and all the chocolatiers are just standing there. And then also on Abby's hometown, I think that he, Abby and Matt were like receiving massages or something like that. And the massage ladies just like were standing back slightly from these deck chairs while they're just like making it Macking on. Yeah, I remember yeah, that. It was the farmer escaped tight. that. He did. He was great. I loved him though. Uh, watching the boys chase chase cows around a hillside was pretty oh. funny. And what did you think of their? So then they split off. They yeah. They they go and have their. Uh, this is this is an interesting thing for everyone to know. But on the show, in the same way as Osha, you mentioned that you guys come up with names for everything. Um, or, uh, the locations and stuff like that. We call this point where you move from whatever activity you're doing to um, we call it the intimacy portion of the date. And that's when you get to the couch with the candles and and it's, you know, a logistics thing. You, the, the production need to be able to say, okay, like uh, if you're doing, let's say like I I did like um, a water activity. We, we, we were in, in Fiji and we were on these inflatable couches getting spun around this like amazing and then we had to like reset and you know dry our hair put a bit of makeup on put our pretty dresses on to go into our nice our nice date together and so we moved to the one-on-ones the intimacy portion of our double date and this was such an interesting time of this date so we've got Shannon and Becky and they've connected it's it's all it's all happening. And then from Harry and Ellie, we have this very candid conversation about their age gap and there's 10 years between them. What do you think of the whole 
age gap when it comes to relationships? Uh, look, I am having done a small amount of field research in this area. I will say to you <laughs> that <laughs> I subscribe to the theory of half your age plus seven. Half your age plus seven. Okay. So is the minimum, minimum portion. So what? He's 35. Uh, so what's that? Half your age Minus. plus seven. I'm 28, so that takes us to 14 plus seven. Wait, what? oh, so I can date a 21-year-old is what you're saying. Well, mate, I don't know. Mate, it starts to fall around a bit once you get into the <laughs> uh, But I, I remember, look, I, sorry, as a 40-year-old, I guess maybe that only works once you're above the age of 35. Um, as a 40-year-old, when I met Audrey, um, half your age plus seven, uh, she was 33 when we met. Right, so okay, like, so you're this way. Like, it's not like it's not like she's twenty five, right? And I, I think like I, I less about. I think it's less about the age difference with Harry and Becky. It's more about Harry going, got a son, travelled all over the yes. world, done everything I wanted to do. I'm good. Ellie's saying, oh well, what? But those are all the things that I want to. And that's for me. That's like. You know, that's Formula One Grand Prix races stopping red flags kind of stuff. That's like, there's no, like, honestly, you got to AB yourself at that point. You're just going to go, mm, yeah. Actually, <laughs> oh, I love that AB is going to be a verb for the whole season. It's clearly, there's a, there's a divergence in the, there's a turn off to that highway that I'm not interested in taking right now, but you're already halfway, you know, to Broadbeach and I'm more on the way down. I'm still going to Byron, you know? <laughs> like, no. Yeah, I think it's definitely about life stages rather than maybe like, I think the age gap sometimes comes into it, but it's just about where, where they're at in life. And I think that um, I've often heard you reference it just while we've been working together, Osha, where, um, you know, with Harry having a son, I think that when your partner has a child, you really need to be prepared if you're going to dive into the, that relationship that you now have a child and, you know, you can't just like Harry's talking about moving to the East Coast and it's like Ellie, Ellie's like, oh, but can like can that actually practically happen like with your son? And I think yeah. it was a really – it was a really important conversation and I think it was – it really showed that Ellie is being really thoughtful and methodical through this process and she's really yeah. trying to identify – what she is looking for in a partner and what is practically going to work. Because I think that as much as you can get wrapped up in passion and romance, you also, we've talked about it before, Osha, you also both need to be going North. One of you can't be going to Adelaide when one of your, yeah. you are trying to go to Cairns. And that's, and there's no, there's no problem with that. That's, that's not, it's not a, a bad thing. You know, it's uh it's, it's an okay thing. And to go back to the night before's episode, when Becky got that news from AB, um, yeah, rejection sucks. But she did say hats off to him for being honest. You know, it's hard to take, yes, but you got to think about what is it you're saving? You're saving wasting so much time with someone that's just trying to, you know, I see Wolfie doing it all the time. He, he literally has square pegs and round holes and he's going thunk, thunk. It's like, why don't you try the other one, Wolfie? Oh, there it is. Um, you oh, know, perfect. That's a lot more efficient. It's working for me. Yes, exactly. <laughs> there's, 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 you really, you really got to be on the point. We had, of course, you know, episode two photo shoot, magnificent. Uh, the, the dressing up situation, the costume stuff has worked quite well with the boys. Now uh, people may see it as a gimmick. I personally see it as what we're trying to do is we're trying to showcase the ways that people, I guess, react to different situations uh, that we might experience further down the line. Um, 
in a in a very intense way a, a lot earlier in the relationship that you otherwise you know would get to and so uh you may not see someone's reaction to a challenge until nine months down the track when you're at a family barbecue and suddenly like, whoa, I didn't, no, I've known you for nine months. I never knew you would do that. Yet, if you, for example, dress them up in a chicken costume. Then uh, you have Waza and you have yes, someone the, storming off set. <laughs> and you go, right, this is good to know now. This is good to know yes. now. So that's kind of, that's, that's, and plus it's fun. Uh, they I all, love the jellyfish. There's I a lot of rigs, a lot of rigs, a oh. lot of rigs, a lot of abs, a lot of abs. So many abs. It's one of the best. It's one of the best episodes. I mean, like, <laughs> I had a lot of fun watching it. I have to say I love The Bachelorette so much. And I'm like, on the red carpet, I was like, because <laughs> we live with Glenn's brother, Neil, and Neil's boyfriend, Marty. And so you've got two gay guys and me and Glenn watching The Bachelorette. And we just like, me and Neil and Marty are like, oh, yeah, we really like he's a hottie. <laughs> Glenn's like, what about me? <laughs> so, like, not, sorry, I'm, we're, we're, all, we're all into Fraser at the moment. Take a back seat, Glenn. You were last season. <laughs> There's quite a steamy moment going on with uh, now. I've got I've got sandbags out the back here at my place, so I I actually fill bags of sand, like these these canvas things with sand, and I hoik them around all day long. Uh, but Fraser's literally lifting twenty kilo bags of concrete all day, and it shows. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> My so they were very steamy and and you could tell like Ellie's hot for him. Ellie's so hot for Fraser and from the very beginning. But my favorite over the two episodes, my favorite moment was that kiss behind the Akubra. Oh my god, Hello. Becky and Aww. Pete was like Pete was not Pete was buried in the red carpet arrivals a little bit. I think that I know I've I did it last season as well, and I did it correctly with Irina. My money's on Pete. He's just like 34 cafe owner in Adelaide. I Perfect. Becky, he could set up another cafe in parks. Who knows? Or Newcastle. I don't know where they're located. I'm just thinking Newcastle. about the country roads here. Newcastle. <laughs> could go back to their roots, set up a cafe in parks, have a little family. Beautiful. I've, my money's on Pete. I loved the kiss. I thought it was awesome. It was, it was pretty special. There was a rose ceremony that uh, took us right towards the end of the episode. Harry, very worried, did not get a rose on the single date, which we've as which as we've discussed before, makes for a tricky couple of times. The closest I can imagine is like the feeling I had between getting my COVID test and then finding out my COVID result. It's like <laughs> a really, you know, it's like a, a nervous couple of days because you're like, come on, man, I've got to know. I've got is it a cold? Is it COVID? I don't know. And he was a, he was a little worried. Um, Jake's uh, fabulous Cupid situation didn't end up uh, paying off in the end. And, and Jake, as wonderful it was as it was to meet him, Jake is going back to his day job of handling explosives, which makes, <laughs> I don't know about you, makes me feel very safe. I am just, I, I don't know. He's in Western Australia as well, so I'll probably go have to, well, me and Glenn will go take him out for a beer and I want to learn more about the explosive handling. Oh goodness me. I, that'd be now. I, if you're if you're an explosive handler, the kind of Gattaca shower you would have to have before going to the airport would be off the chain. You would have to scrub every single follicle of your body <laughs> because you will set off every alarm. Yeah. And every piece of clothing you own would have some sort of residue. 
Uh, <laughs> anyway, enough about Jake. He's gone. Thanks for joining. Um, you were great on the first night. Your narratives and your, hang on, what have you got that Cupid doesn't? That stuff was brilliant. And it was sad to see you go. Harry, very, very anxious that he was going to be leaving the mansion. But ultimately, um, Harry read the house rules and he figured out how to do it right. <laughs> he got he got through. He got through. It's going to be interesting to see what Harry, what happens to Harry in the future because we do have this setup here where I know you reference Sam Wood a lot where he would just like, mm-hmm. if he wasn't feeling it, he'd let someone go. So I do feel like we have this jeopardy where we've got like, where Harry hasn't picked up this rose through single time, but he's got it in the rose ceremony. So Ellie clearly still has something she wants to unpack. So it's going to be interesting to see how Harry and Ellie eventuate through the season. Like, what's the difference for you? What's the difference between Harry? What's the difference between Harry's approach and AB's approach? Well, in the face of such clear signals from Ellie, like, oh yeah, yeah it I, seems I, a I, bit. I kind of want to travel. I I almost think that, uh, yeah, it, it does make me question. I guess, like, wh- where is Harry? Like. Is it just like, is he really that into her that he's going to try and like crash and cra- crash or crash through? Um, because I think we've seen that in the past. It, it brings me back to like Charlie and Ali. And I think Ali gave Charlie like quite a lot of signals. It was deeper into the season. It was at hometowns, but Ali was like, okay. Char- Charlie was like, basically g- gave her an ultimatum. and was like, you need to pick me here at final four. And Ali's clearly saying like giving him, him a message and it's the most frustrating thing to watch particularly I find when a woman is being very clear in her communication and the guy is just still running his own race despite what she is saying to him and I think that we might find ourselves in that situation with Harry and Ellie and it'll be interesting to see if Ellie gives him those signals again and is like, hey, look, I think it's probably time for Harry to do a bit of self-reflection and say, look, as much as I want to be here on this reality TV show, uh, it's probably time to tap out because I don't think that a relationship is going to come. And that's what we hear. We're here on The Bachelor. We're on The Bachelorette to find love. Um, all right, look, we have a, a, a prize pack Alicia, we have a prize pack to give away. I don't know what it is. Our producer's gone through the prize cupboard upstairs here at Channel 10, and I think there's um, uh, I think there's a, a little Jasmine's getting married bouquet. There's a renovator's trucker hat um, and, and a few other things from shows that, that never really quite made it. But these are the, these are the prizes that are yours. Um, there's a Negus at six coffee cup. There's all kinds of things. Good Newsweek. Any good Newsweek merch? That was Probably. 10, well, wasn't that, it? That show worked really well, actually. <laughs> there might be some old Good Newsweek merch. I don't know. No, we're going to the Channel 10 prize cupboard. You may get a fold-out bachelor. You may get, um, I don't know, uh, a, 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 a light-up. Survivor, okay, survivor buff. I want a survivor you buff. You might get a survivor buff. I've got a few, actually. Oh, jealous. I'll try and get one to you. Yeah, I wear it when I'm on my motorbike. By motorbike, I mean scooter. Uh, (laughs) Let's call our winner here. I say winner because I'm going to rig it. Um, Let's see if... It's amazing. So many episodes. We've never had one person not win this quiz, Alicia. Hey, uh, is that Katie? I'll share Alicia calling. Is this Katie? Hi, yes, it is. Katie. Katie, lovely to have you here. You're on the radio. radio. You're on the the podcast, so no swearing, please. Um, Awesome. Uh, Alicia and I do a podcast about The Bachelor. Are you aware that we are calling you to be on our quiz? Yes, I am very aware. Fantastic. Now, what qualifies you to be so good at this quiz? Because I've watched 
every episode of The Bachelor and Bachelor in Paradise and Bachelorette. And I love it. And it's amazing getting me through lockdown in Melbourne. Oh, what do you, do you work? What's your gig there in Melbourne? I'm a student, so I'm studying at uni online, which is pretty grim. Oh, yeah. But yeah. Are you, what are you studying? I'm studying commerce. Are you able to apply Keynesian economic principles <laughs> to the way that the bachelorette works? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Very, um, very interesting things oh, going yeah. on there. The helicopter date, that was Spenos. <laughs> Look, ladies. I'll definitely do my next assignment on it. Supply, demand, and market pressure exist everywhere, okay? <laughs> Even here in The Bachelorette. And thank you both for getting my Keynesian joke. I appreciate that. Okay, three questions. They're pretty, yeah. they're pretty good. So uh, Alicia's got them lined up here. I'm, I'm hoping for you, Katie. There is a Channel 10 prize pack up for grabs, which may or may not contain a coffee cup from a show that has been cancelled. <laughs> Just what, just what Katie always wanted. I reckon you yep. are gonna just. I reckon you are gonna smash this in. I reckon this could be the fastest quiz win we've ever had. First question. <laughs> what did Ellie do with Matt Agnew when they first met on the red carpet? Oh, they had a little campfire thing with marshmallows. Yeah, done. Hang on. There we go. Beautiful. The sound right. effects Perfect. coming through. Um, question two, Katie. What country town are Ellie and Becky from? Um, they're from Park in New South Wales. Wow. Yeah, well, I knew two. it. I knew she was going to be good. Okay. So our third question, Katie, and this is for the win. This is for potentially a um, have you been paying attention shirt. Uh, oh. Angie Kent was the Bachelorette last year. What show did she first appear on? Bogglebox. She's taken it out, ladies and gentlemen. Katie, the super fan, you've won the Mystery Channel 10 prize pack. Thank you so much for uh, Katie. Are you enjoying the sisters as Bachelorettes? Oh, absolutely. I'm loving it so far. What is it you like about them? I think it's just cool to have a new format. And I, I always like the start of the season where you can sort of pick who you reckon is going to win. Oh, you want to put some names on the board? 100%. So Fraser for Ellie. And I'm thinking Pascal for Becky. I know he hasn't had much screen time, but I'm just feeling it. Random. I like that. Yeah. That is like we haven't seen I, – I saw like Pascal came through in like his emu's blazer. That I, I, I want to learn more about him. So I like, I like that yeah. call, Katie. Uh, and I love a non I love a non ironic mustache. I'm not going to lie. It's <laughs> pretty special. Katie, have a fantastic day. Good luck with the rest of your lockdown. Thank you so much for listening and thanks for watching. Thank you so much. See you're, you guys. Bye. You're the best. If you want to be a part of our quiz, it's real easy. Podcast at network10.com.au. Just shoot us an email and it might be you next week walking away with that Negus at Six coffee cup. Amazing. <laughs> I've actually got a panel coffee cup. I stole it from the network from the Melbourne Green Room. There's a, a coffee cup that I stole from the Green Room in Melbourne, and it's the panel because it, this is a show in the nineties. A long, long time. Maybe we should print our own merch. Uh, I'm just putting it out there. Cocktails and roses mugs. I want one. So can we, can we get a coffee? We could have. Get, 
We'll get, I don't know if Channel 10's got the budget for that. Oh, hey, we've got new owners now. We might. You never know. No, there's a note. We're getting a note from our producer. <laughs> producer's shaking her head. <laughs> so next week, uh, we get into episode three uh, of our uh, Bachelorette adventure with Ellie and Becky. Alicia Aitken-Radburn, thank you so much for being here today. Uh, brilliant to have you back for another season of Cocktails and Roses. Um, I don't know. How do we sign off? What's our tagline? Oh, gosh. Uh, I was just, I don't know why I went for See You Next Tuesday. It's all the, like, country road chat. And, well, actually, technically, it's See You Next Thursday. See you next Thursday. (laughs) See you next Thursday. (laughs) 